Welcome to another edition of the SC Time Sports Report podcast. My name is Zach Dwyer, and joining me as he does every week is co-host Brian Mosey. Brian, how are we doing on this Tuesday edition? We're switching up a little. You're running away to the warmth, uh, so we thought we would, you know, make something different for you, move it up. Um, I you appreciate know, I, it. Yeah. I Otherwise, appreciate it. There was going to be no podcast this week. Otherwise. Yeah, well, and, and I think we need to because now we're getting into sections. So I think it's important to not saying it wasn't important before, but, you know, now it's even more important. Um, but I'm kind of mad because I thought I was going to leave everybody in Minnesota with like, you know, 20 degree weather and have just starting to get warm. And now this weekend is supposed to be like a high of 55. And I'm going to be honestly, I might be at a lower temperature than Minnesota when I'm down, when I'm down in the South, which I'm not happy about. Mm. It's okay. I'm, I'm going to be hiking beautiful national parks and stuff. So, I mean, I'm not going to be too sad about it, but yeah. we'll try to keep you in everyone's thoughts and prayers while you're, <laughs> while you're doing that on vacation. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. <laughs> but, <laughs> until that point, we're going to break down what's gone on since we last recorded on Wednesday. Uh, there's, um, you know, you were out at Albany, huge number one versus number two matchup girls basketball last night. We'll get to that a little later in the show, but, um, until then we're going to touch on, we were at section dance this weekend. Um, a ton of teams punched tickets to state, uh, four local teams, actually three of them we got to see on Saturday at Sartell high school, uh, Alpine skiing had their section meet, uh, just last night and Nordic has theirs tonight on this Tuesday that we're recording. So um, a lot of stuff really starting to kick off. Brian's getting out of here right before, you know, everything hits the road basically. And it really starts moving. So um, at the very end of the show, we're going to talk a little bit about that preview, what sections you need to look for um, coming up this next week when he gets back uh, next week, when we, when we're podcasting, I'm sure it's going to be even a lot more to talk about. It's going to be hard to even fit everything in. Um, to our usual kind of 45 minute or so runtime. But uh, first we wanted to start uh, with dance. Like we said, we were there Saturday. Um, we saw Sartell win, shocker. Uh, and then we also got to see Cathedral and Ricori make it who Brian also thought were going to make it. So um, not necessarily anything terribly surprising, I'd say, but it seemed like, you know, especially Cathedral and Ricori, they were really close and was a jazz or kick they ended up kind of tied in. Yeah. So it was, it was jazz that they tied in. Um, but yeah, I, I know people can't really see me when I'm, when we're doing podcasts, but when Zach did the, uh, no shocker Sartell one, I did my shocked face in case people didn't see it. It was a very good shocked face. It's, it's too bad. It's Thank not a video you. podcast. Maybe one day, maybe one day, you know? Um, but yes, no, Ricori and cathedral were kind of neck and neck, um, actually for both, uh, to be quite honest, they had, um, Sartell was obviously your number one slam dunk. Everybody pretty much expected that, um, right from the get go, because they've been winning basically every competition this regular season. Um, they finished with a rank total of three, which is the best that you can get. Um, when it comes to, when it comes to the ranking point total, um, and they also for jazz actually had the highest number of points. They finished with 451 out of 500 points, the way that they break it down, it, it it's, it's very, it, it's hard to talk about on a podcast, but basically each category gets 50 points and all of those points, those 10 categories add up to a 500. And then they just give out how many points they think that they deserve. Um, and so Sartell had four, 451 
which is a program high for jazz for Sartell. So kind of a cool thing there. Um, for Ricori, like I said, they finished in um, they finished in second place in jazz and they finished um, they finished with a rank point total of uh, of 14 um, and Cathedral did as well. But the Spartans won from that tiebreaker due to other judges scores. So Ricori took second place. Cathedral took third. Um, Ricori finished with 379 points out of 500 and Cathedral finished with 300 or did I say Ricori? I said, I meant to say Ricori if I said Cathedral. Anywho, um, Ricori ended with 379 points for second place. Cathedral finished with 377 points. So a very close tight, um, second and third place finish for the two of them. Both, all three of them will be heading to state for jazz as well as high kick Sartell um, regarding high kick. They finished with a three for ranking point total cathedral finished with seven and a half and Ricori finished with eight and a half. Sartell had 449 points um, and cathedral had 393 and Ricori had 388. So that just kind of tells you how dominant Sartell is. They finished the section meet with basically 50, 56 points above the second place finisher, which is pretty outstanding to be honest. Um, so this is the 17th time that Sartell is going to state um, in, in consecutive seasons. Um, Cathedral just missed it last year. So this will be the first time um, that they'll be going out there. Um, and then Ricori made it last year. They finished seventh um, in both places at the um, state state meet last year. So I'm sure they're going to be looking forward to possibly bumping up that um, finish this year. So, and then, yeah. So, I mean, it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, you kind of knew who was going to be the top people. The only other pre- team that was kind of like in the runnings was Becker and uh, Becker was once again, kind of feel bad for Becker because last year they finished in fourth place for both as well. And then this year they finished in fourth place for both, which I'm like, that's not, cool but you know i'm okay with three teams local teams going to state so <laughs> absolutely and yeah you know it was i think the only i don't think i'd seen cathedral or albany albany also finished what were they 11th place i believe uh fifth and high kick and ninth and jazz okay so i was looking at different results yeah so even higher than i thought but yeah so i, I hadn't seen them and i hadn't seen cathedral compete yet this year and cathedrals was kind of different because as you told me for high kick they didn't actually like touch each other. Usually, you know, you get the big line of girls all doing the same thing at the end and all kicking for high kick. They kind of did a very um, different thing. That was, it was still pretty fun. It seemed like they had a good, you know, I like the music on it. They're all kind of upbeat and it was something a bit different, which um, is fun to see when a lot of them, especially high kick are a lot more, you know, similar in the end. Definitely. I, the cool part was when we came in cathedrals uh, fan base that came in, they were all wearing like jungle gear. So it was like, you know, leopard print and all this other stuff because their theme is, was, you know, kind of like, um, Tarzan, Tarzani-ish, I guess would be the best way to possibly describe it. Yeah. I know they had like jungle love and they had a bunch of those type of songs playing. Yeah. So it was a lot of jungle stuff. So it was kind of fun. Cause like everybody was wearing like hats with like leopard print on it and then like masks with leopard print on it. And so it was kind of fun. It was a, it was a fun time to, to see them compete and, um, yeah, so those three will be going for double A 
um, to the state meet next week. Um, Sock Rapids also finished um, third in high kick on Friday night in the section four AAA, um, which means that they will be going to state for just specifically high kick. They finished fourth in jazz, which you need to be in the top three to, to advance to state. So they will be going just for high kick. Um, they competed against Brainerd, Anoka, and Blaine. Um, and so definitely some tough competition for sure. Um, so kudos to the Storm for being able to um, go to state for high kick. Um, but yeah, so sad, next weekend, um, not this upcoming weekend on uh, whatever that is, the 7th and 8th or whatever, but next week on the 12th and 13th, they will be um, competing at, at Edina High School. They're going to start the day with AAA and kind of move down from AAA to AA to single A. Um, and it's going to be an interesting uh, couple of days because they're it, it's kind of similar to what they've been doing in the regular season where they have three or four teams competing at one time, get all the fans in there. And then basically after it's all done, they send everybody away, bring in the next crew, send them away, bring in the next crew. So they're going to do that, I think, like nine times. Um, to fill up all four, 36 teams that are going to be competing in one day. Um, Jazz will be on, on Friday, the 12th, and um, High Kick will be on Saturday. So the three teams, um, Sartell, Cathedral, and Ricori, will be competing both days, and then Sock Rapids will be on, fr- or on Saturday. Um, times are still undetermined right now. Um, also, we're still not sure if we're going to be able to go cover them. Um, that hasn't been released yet by the Minnesota state high school league on whether we can go or not. So, um, that will be also mentioned later on probably. Um, but yeah, going to be a lot of fun to, to be able to see, um, whether that's in person or on live stream, it'll be fun to see them compete for another, you know, state title with Sartell and, and then others competing for it too. Yeah. Like you said, you know, undetermined as we know of now, we'll, we'll let people know once, once we actually find out what that might look like. But yeah, like you said, Sartell continuing that 2A dominance. I think we're kind of hoping, even some people at Sartell are almost kind of hoping that when this new realignment of section happens, there's a chance they're, you know, they're kind of right on the cusp of 3A, um, you know, pretty big school. Maybe there's a chance they would end up moving up and, you know, get to compete against the biggest schools in the state in 3A and stuff. That might be fun to see in a future year too. Yeah. And the funny part is, is with the numbers that they're creating, Honestly, they could probably beat some of these three A schools um, for high kick for sure, because um, it's just been unreal what they've been able to do. Um, and yeah, no, it'll be interesting to see what happens with realignments for many different sports, including dance. And then also for sections, the only other uh, section tournament or you know individuals that have already started happening, as well as for team, was um, Alpine skiing last night. Uh, Brian, do you want to run through just some of the results, some of our um, individual state qualifiers? Yeah. Um, like he said, they, well, it was kind of funny because last week they were planning on going to Afton Alps on Monday and then due to some protocols and such, they actually had to move it to Wild Mountain. So imagine taking an entire section meet and having to move it like four days before the actual thing happens. So that was cool. Um, I know Chris Longton, the head coach, was super excited to hear about that. Um, but yes, so no teams made it. Like Zach said, um, you have to be in the top two and Brainerd and Minnetonka took both of those spots for boys and girls. St. Cloud did finish third for girls. Um, and then the boys finished fourth behind Annandale. Um, but for individuals, 
Um, what they do is they take, it's kind of like cross country where they take the team. And if you're part of that team, um, you don't get, in, you don't get qualified as an individual, you will get qualified, but that's an automatic bid because you're part of the team. Um, so Ben Nelson, um, from tech, he finished, um, second overall for the boys with just a little over a minute of a time. Um, and he will be heading to state Louis stuck, um, from cathedral. He will be heading to state. Um, he finished seventh and with a time of one Oh five point two. So kudos to him on the girls side, Abby, Wright, She finished seventh overall. Um, she is from tech and she finished with a time of one Oh nine point eight. So, um, nice time there. And then, um, Paige Muffleman, um, she finished ninth, which was also the final spot to, to get a invite to the state tournament. Um, so just got right in there. So kudos to Paige for being able to, to, uh, skate a little faster than the, uh, other person. Um, but she, the, she's from Recory and she finished with the time of one ten point six. So those four will be heading to state next week. Um, I believe Alpine skiing will be on the 10th, um, which is a Wednesday. So we might not be actually, we we, will probably be recording on the 10th. So honestly, this is probably good to tell people. Um, But yes, they'll be competing at Giants Ridge. I I don't even know how to pronounce that city, but it's like three hours north of here. So it's, it's where, it's where all the hills. Yeah. It's where all the hills and, you know, whatever are, are so um, definitely a very beautiful site, but it's hard to get up there. So we won't be covering it, but, um, yeah, they'll be competing on that day and we'll be having results coming out after we hear from how they did. Absolutely. So, yeah, so those are two to look for. Like we said, also, um, skiing for Nordic, we have a couple individuals we kind of expect might be able to qualify. Um, be fun to see if they do a couple that have been there multiple seasons, um, from tech and also Sartell cathedral. So, We'll see if that rings true or any, there's any surprising names too. They're going to be competing kind of all day today throughout the afternoon. It kind of seems like, so uh, results will probably come a bit later tonight. So either Brian will get those up tonight before he heads off to vacation, or um, I'll probably get them up tomorrow um, so that people can see them on Wednesday morning, how those teams did. So yeah, those are definitely the things to keep an eye on. So we're going to take a quick break here after that section talk. Uh, When we come back, we're going to kind of give a little bit of a glimpse of where for basketball and hockey, uh, where all of kind of our local teams sit in section standings and any big performances from the last week. So uh, sit tight and we'll be right back after the break. And welcome back to the SC Times Sports Report podcast. Uh, like I said, we're going to kind of run through basketball and hockey here somewhat quick just to give people kind of a, a snapshot of what it's looking like. Um, teams are playing a lot of times right now. And they still have a couple weeks of regular season. So um, we're starting to be able to kind of predict where teams might fall for sections. It's starting to become a little clear. But um, as we've seen with a lot of these teams, you don't really know what's going to happen on a nightly basis. So um, a bit of this could still swing before the last few weeks but uh for boys basketball where we're going to start um the section 83a where we have uh four teams in that section with soccer rapids sartell apollo tech um you know last week we talked a bit about how we were able to see soccer rapids play they've been on that winning streak um you know they did finally lose to alexandria i believe it was just last night but it was a pretty close game i think only 10 points 
Um, you know, so they're showing that kind of improvement. They're also able to beat Wilmer, um, who they barely beat earlier in the year. This one was another close one, only by four points last Thursday. So Sock Rapids still rolling. And I'm, I would say, you know, pretty close if they can, um, you know, kind of maintain pace to uh, being able to lock up that second seed. A, a big test for that's going to be when they play Sartell this week. Um, and Sartell just got their first win um, last night over Fergus Falls, too. So they're back on a winning streak. So um, I would definitely say that Sock Rapids Sartell game is uh, one to watch. You know, there's there's a good chance if things hold course and they are able to, you know, get into the section quarterfinals, win their first game, they could potentially play in those semifinals. Um, they play Thursday at uh, 7.30 p.m. So I'd say that's definitely a fun one and one to keep an eye on. For sure. Yeah, and it looks like also um, Apollo got back to their winning ways last night um, against Fergus Falls with a three-point victory. Um, and it seems like they've kind of been moving a, a little bit. Um, it seems like Alexandria has always been that top one for sure. Um, but then all the other ones are kind of just like infrequently moving quite a bit um, within these next couple of weeks. It'll be very interesting to see what happens. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, tech, they've also, um, you know, shown a bit more as of late. Um, I'm kind of excited to see them start to, to find a way to win a couple games. You know, I believe it was what two of their last three they've won now um, only losing to recorded by two uh, last Thursday. So, um, they're going to be facing Wilmer uh, tonight, actually, at 730. So that's definitely one to, um, I would say, keep an eye on and just see if they really do continue to develop and get a little better um, and see if that happens. And also for just to just to mention Apollo, they beat Bemidji by three points is who it was. I think we said Fergus Falls that uh, Sartell and Oh, Apollo sorry. Yes. Um, yes. Fergus Falls win. can't play two teams at one night. So I mean, they could try. They could try. Yep. They could. I don't know. Be a bit of a hike, I, I think but. COVID protocols are definitely against that one. So. Yeah, you might be onto something there. Yeah. But yeah, and, so then, good catch. and then in section 5-3A, um, this one it actually already says is actually going to be seated by QRF. A lot of them are, you know, coaches vote, kind of a mixture. This one will be seated by QRF on March 14th, which is um, kind of approaching rapidly. And Ricori, um, coming out of nowhere, honestly, they're, they've surprised me the most the last couple of weeks. At first, we were surprised by Sartell losing. Sock Rapids going down that street. Ricori is really beginning to surprise me. Uh, four wins in a row. Um, like we said, that went over Tech. They blew out Wilmer by 30 points. Um, blew out Apollo by 35 points. Won a tight one against Monticello. Um, I was surprised. I mean, they, funny enough, like almost their entire starting five was at the dance meet uh, supporting Ricori on Saturday. And I, I asked him, I'm like, so do you guys kind of just decide to start winning or what's happening? And it just sounds like they're kind of like we'd said, they need to start hitting shots. They're, they're hitting shots. They're running a little bit better of offense um, and they're not letting themselves get in big holes, kind of like a few times we'd seen them earlier in the year. So um, they're also showing a lot of improvement. I think now actually they're set. Um, if things, you know, would end today, they would host a first round game. They're the four seed right now um, at five and eight overall. And they might have a chance at Delano again, who knocked them out of uh, sections last year, possibly further on. So they still have a bit of work to do to guarantee that home court advantage, but um, good things out of the Spartans so far. Definitely. And I think the last team that, um, that we haven't really discussed yet is Albany. Um, they finished, or they're in section six double A. Um, they've been kind of back to their winning ways recently. Uh, they, Excuse me. They they got a win against Piers, um, seventy six to seventy in two overtimes. Um, Nolan Reuter has been insane lately. He had nineteen points in that game. 
Um, the team overall had 12 three-pointers in that game. Um, he added 21 points with five three-pointers um, on Friday night against um, Osakis, um, where they won 71 to 62. And then just this last night, um, he put on 30 points with seven three-pointers against Malacca, where Albany got the 88 to 72 win. So um, definitely a handful of guys still, you know, contributing on the side. Um, they've had a quite a bit of um, double-digit performances by different players and such, but Nolan's kind of been the top dog lately um, for the last couple of games. Um, I know he also hit like a three-four three-quarters shot at the you know, yeah yeah I forgot about no that. big deal or anything you know? <laughs> just like chucked it through the air and it just like went through and that was that was insane to watch so if you if you get a chance you can probably find it on one of our twitters um or on the Albany boys basketball twitter page but that was kind of fun to watch too so um but yeah no just a, a good good performance by them they're sitting fourth right now kind of seems like all of our sections are going to be QRF seated um, from the looks of it, either on March 13th or March 14th. Um, so, but Albany's sitting fourth right now behind Melrose, Annandale, and Mora, who are all combined only had one loss so far. So, yeah, it's it's really tough to get that win over Osakis is good. You know, they were, I think they're sixth seeded right now. They only had two losses at the time. Uh, I believe it was on the road too. So that's good to see they can go on the road, win that. They're going to have to play, like you said, Mora and Mel. Uh, yeah, Mora and Melrose, who are combined 26-0, uh, both on the road in the coming weeks. So um, if not week in a few weeks still, but um, it's, it's, you know, it's approaching the end really quick. They have time to showcase a couple more wins, see if they can get a better seed. Um, so they're still holding on to that. Uh, and then Cathedral, they've been on a bit of a losing streak. Um, they're also in Section 6-2A, but we're going to go out and see them tonight, actually, uh, when they play Little Falls. So I think they've lost, I believe, seven in a row. We'll see if that can... Uh, kind of turn around tonight. Yeah, no, it should be it'll be kind of fun because I, I have, we we both haven't watched uh, Cathedral play at all, and um, I know they they competed against Little Falls quite a bit um, earlier in the year. I know they lost by ten, but it was a good from the sounds of it. It sounded like it was a good game, so I'm excited to kind of see what happens tonight. Absolutely, and then going to girls basketball. Um, it seems like every time we do this show, like Brian was at a game that was just disappointing the night before. Um, I don't know if that's a theme or anything, but now that I'm thinking back, this kind of feels like deja vu, like three of the last four or five weeks, this has been the case, but, uh, you know, you had number one versus number two, new London Spicer, uh, versus Albany girls basketball, you know, Albany, um, undefeated on the season, not really been tested. Um, and they kind of got a wake up call last night. You know, they went, they, they lost by, you know, double digits to, uh, new London. You were at that game at Albany. Um, I guess just quickly, what's kind of one general thought or kind of big takeaway you had from that game? New London Spicer is a very tall team. That's, <laughs> that's the takeaway. Um, no, they just, they have two centers that are very tall. Um, and then they, they can pretty much put a physical presence in the, in the paint. Um, and it showed last night. I mean, they, they were able to get second chance rebounds. They were able to, you know, distribute out to their three pointer, three point shooters, and it was a good flow between there for New London Spicer. Albany just couldn't get into that flow. Um, they were trying to shoot some shots on the three-point line, weren't able to actually put them in. Um, Paige Meyer had a couple of nice shots, um, some floaters and such in, in the paint area. Um, she scored 25 points, but basically when you have one person scoring more than half of your points, it's never going to end well. 
Um, New London got the win 62 to 45. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's definitely a wake up call for sure. Um, they, that those types of teams are teams that you're going to need to compete against in state. If you want to make it to state and if you want to win state, you're going to have to compete against these types of teams. So it's a good way of, cause I know for us, we were kind of looking forward to this matchup because they've been kind of just wiping everybody away in the conference. Um, and we haven't really had many other section opponents or really, you know, tough matchups. Um, and so this is a really good wake up call. And I know this isn't the, the only one that they have on the schedule with Sox center coming up here next week on Monday um, should be kind of interesting because Sox center is ranked number four and Sox center had the better hand last year in the section final game. So I'm sure there's a little bit of some revenge that, that they want um, heading into next Monday. Yeah. And I know, I think I saw some stat like Sox centers won close to like hundred games in a row at home or something just insane. Um, and Albany's going to go there, try to do something that no one's really been able to do for a long time. So uh, we'll see if they're able to do that. It seems like even just since I looked this morning, I think they might've done a new QRF because um, Albany now is at fifth um, here on Minnesota scores and cathedral um, who's been kind of up and down there eight and six overall. They just dropped um, a game last night. Um, I'm trying to remember who that was. Remember Brian, who they lost to. Um, they lost to Annandale. Oh yeah. Annandale 48 to 36. Yeah. Last night. So, um, it seems like when they do lose, they just, the scoring touch is not there. They're in the thirties, forties, a lot of the time when they're not able to get it done. Um, but they're down, they were fourth seeded. They're down to sixth now, um, in the section. So there's still a bit of work for them to do. Um, if they want to host beyond that first round game, potentially, um, how seeds fall out, but, and then also, um, you know, some of the three, a school, uh, that we cover, they're all just like in, on the boys side, uh, four of them are in the same section. Um, they're all seated four through eight right now. Sartell is the leader of that pack uh, at five and eight overall. And Sock Rapids is in fifth at three and eight overall. And likely those two just kind of looking at it. Sartell could maybe jump Bemidji for third in the section. Potentially even Detroit Lakes isn't ranked as high. So they're still, if the, you know, if the Sabres can get on a little roll, they can give themselves a little better route um, to that section final game. Uh, you know, they were able to beat Ricori by 14, who we saw, you know, go to overtime and drop it right at the buzzer last time. Uh, so I think that definitely shows some improvement. They're kind of getting on a bit of a roll here. They have Apollo tonight um, and a, a really good Wilmer team they're playing on Thursday. So excited to see where that lands. Uh, and then Ricori too, as we I think I mentioned in previous podcasts, in a really stacked section, um, tough to kind of lose that one. They are currently the fifth seed out of seven teams, even though they're eight and four overall. The four teams above them all have 10 wins. Uh, so nothing comes easy in that section. They're trying to win their first section game since I believe, you know, 15, 16 years or more at this point. Um, so still a little bit of work to do if they want to pull that off. Yeah, and I think kind of converting into the hockey scene, um, we have um, – handful of teams that are kind of looking on the up and up in a sense um, a lot of OT games this past this past week with boys hockey on Thursday night we had three overtime games um, St. Cloud tied with Brainerd Fergus Falls beat Sartell six to five and Sock Rapids beat Monticello three to two um, some big big names from those particular games um, Ben Condon had 18 saves for St. Cloud um, and looked like um, Michael Webster had a goal and an assist um, in the Sartell game. And then Sock Rapids 
Um, Riley Winden had 43 saves on 45 shots. So unreal game for him. Um, And then on Saturday, we had a couple more games. Um, Cathedral beat Dodge County, who was ranked number 12, 12 in uh, Class A. Um, They beat them in overtime, eight to seven. Yes, it's not a baseball game. It is a hockey game, eight to seven. Um, A pretty good game, I would say, for Colin Hiltner. Um, You know, the casual five goals and an assist, not a huge deal or anything like that. Um, Jacob Hirschfield also contributing five assists to those five goals. Um, So apparently that chemistry was right on point uh, (laughs) Saturday. Um, but they were able to get the eight to seven win, which was a huge win for them. Um, obviously the, the big, the big test has been, can they beat those ranked teams? Um, and Dodge County being a ranked team, definitely a nice win for, for the Crusaders. They followed up on Monday night, beating Red Wing seven, nothing Red Wing is not ranked, but still a very good performance by them. Colin Hiltner, once again, a very good night, four goals and an assist. So now I think the method is, is just move out of the way and let Colin do his thing. Let Colin cook. Yeah. That's what it yep. sounds like. right now. Yep. Just let him do his thing. Cause apparently, and Jacob Hirschfield, because he had three assists last night as well. So just let those two just kind of play hockey and the rest of you just kind of do your own thing. You know, um, you think that's what Derek's telling them. You think that's, that's his very, that's his game plan. Let them do their own thing. That casual too. So yeah, that sounds um, like it. But, but yeah, so Cathedral's um, kind of on a little bit of a winning streak right now. Also last night, um, Sartell got the 4-1 to victory over River Lakes, a very nice, you know, kind of um, section matchup there. Uh, Quinton Sogernson had 16 saves on 17 shots, so nice performance by him. Um, Josh Venable had 28 saves on 32 shots, so um, nice game for that. And then River Lakes also got an OT win over Wadena Deer Creek on Saturday. So kind of looking at the standings in a sense, um, the only team that is in double A is St. Cloud. Um, the rest of the teams are in single A. Um, Sock Rapids is the only team in section five, five A. And right now they are ranked 52nd overall in class A. And they are sitting, you know, count here. One, two, looks three, like eight, I think. Seven, eight. Yes. Eight um, in the standings with a uh, four, five, and two record. Um, so right now they would not be hosting um, a game, um, but definitely it looks like, you know, the next guy or the next team above them is at 50, then 48, then 45. So everybody's kind of in the middle right there. So a um, couple wins here or there could definitely change things um, quite a bit. So be interesting to see what happens there. Sock Rapids is also on a three-game winning streak, and they're playing Becker tonight. Um, to look for that fourth game. Um, and Becker is also like two ten and one. So looking a little, looking like they could potentially get that four game winning streak um, heading into the rest of this week in section six, a um, Sartell is actually sitting at number four in the standings for that section. They're 27th um, overall cathedral is right beneath them at fifth and ranked number 32 overall. Um, both of them are well, Sartell's at a six and six record. Cathedral bumped up to a six and seven record with those two wins. Um, and both of them are kind of, you know, on that cusp of hosting, not hosting. Um, so be interesting to see what happens there. River Lakes is uh, seventh. 
with a three, six and two record. And um, right now it looks like they could potentially be facing off against Sartell in the opening round. So be interesting to see what happens there. So, um, and then for double a for St. Cloud, um, St. Cloud is fifth right now in the standings for section eight, double a, they are, num- they are 40th overall and the team above them to get that hosting um, hosting that first round game would be St. Michael Albertville. Um, and they are 37th right now. So um, definitely a handful of games left to play. So be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah. And, you know, I'm planning on being at Cathedral St. Cloud uh, when those two teams play at the Mac on Thursday night, really excited to be out there with Dave. Um, one of the games you said you were kind of bummed that you were missing because it should be a good one. Um, yeah. And with Cathedral kind of on a roll, um, you know, St. Cloud is a two A school, so they wouldn't meet in sections, but obviously there's a lot of bragging rights, a lot of, you know, not a lot of love lost. I'm assuming um, I haven't got to see them play before, but that's just kind of the vibe I get from it. So, um, you know, two teams that, that play their games, they're kind of wanting to defend their ice, make it there. So um, really excited to see how that goes. And also I think Cathedral and Sartell are going to match up one time here pretty soon before um, four sections start. And right now if they're four, yeah, next weekend, you know, if they're four or five right now, uh, that could be the first round matchup potentially or down the road. Um, So we could see that same matchup again. So Cathedral um, getting to some really important games, finally playing some local teams, which they haven't really done much all of year. So uh, be fun to see them on Thursday. Definitely. And just to wrap up this segment um, for girls hockey, only three games played um, over this past week. Um, I know the girls are playing tonight, so um, some more scores coming in tonight. Um, But River Lakes got the two to nothing win against Brainerd on Thursday. St. Cloud beat Northright County two to nothing on Thursday. And then Alexandria um, kind of took it to Sartell Sock Rapids on Thursday night with a nine to one victory. Um, Kaylee Falconer for St. Cloud had a shutout with 24 saves. And then Cadence Roski had 27 saves and a shutout for the River Lakes on Thursday night as well. So um, not a whole lot of stats there, but when you look at, Standings wise, River Lakes is still on top of that section 6A standings um, with that 9 3 and 1 record. Wilmer is right underneath them, which is kind of odd because Wilmer got the win over River Lakes. But I don't know how QRFs are made. I looked at the FAQ sheet and it was confused you more. It was even more confusing after reading all of that. So I just kind of gave up, to be quite honest. Um, I'm just going to let QRF do their thing. We appreciate the fact that you guys have this site. So just do your thing. Um, but yes, River Lakes is ranked fifth overall in class A, um, according to QRF. And they would be hosting um, and potentially, you know, obviously they're looking at taking over that section and heading over to state this year. So um, be interesting to see what happens here um, over the next course of the next couple of weeks. And then for section eight double A, that's where Sartell and St. Cloud are. Um Sartell Sock Rapids is ranked 37th. They are currently fifth. So they are just shy of not hosting a game. They would be playing at Moorhead, but Moorhead is 36th. So with a win or two, that can obviously switch up. Um, St. Cloud is right underneath the Storm and Sabres uh, in sixth place right now um, for the standings at four and seven. Um, but obviously they could be, you know, making a run here lately too. Um, but they would be playing at Alexandria right now if everything kind of stopped. So um, 
quite a bit left to do. I know there's going to be some good matchups. I think River Lakes is playing – or no, Sartell and Sock, Ra- Saint Sock Rapids and Sartell are playing St. Cloud next Wednesday night, which will be a very good game since those two are pretty much neck and neck in those standings. Um, so definitely some fun games up ahead that um, people can look forward to. Yeah, especially the Storm and Sabres getting – um, it was three to one when I was at that game earlier this year. So definitely St. Cloud hoping to rebound a little and you know, able to get a shutout less game. That's big for them because I know they've given up a lot of goals in a couple games, but um, seem to be coming a bit around. So good to see that out of them too. So yeah, so that's kind of where all of those team sports are kind of sitting at right now. Like we said, there's a ton that's probably going to change by the next time we talk, but it is starting to kind of, you know, you're starting to see the teams we probably can expect to host games, those ones right on the cusp and the ones that, we'll probably have to go through a lot of road games to try to get to a section final. So thanks for listening to that part. We're going to take one more quick break on the other side of that. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about what section wrestling is going to look like and touch on uh, a couple college notes as well before we wrap up the show. So uh, thanks again for listening so far. And we'll be right, right back after this break. Welcome back to the SC Times Sports Report podcast. Our last segment, we're going to talk a little bit about section tournaments, a couple other news and notes. Um, I know we have wrestling coming up, Brian, team competition, and then individuals coming a bit later. Um, I guess over the next week before you're back again, what, what should people know? What should people keep an eye on? Yeah, so with, with wrestling, there's team sections and then there's individ- individual sections. Individual sections will be later. Um, we can talk about that at a different podcast. But the one that you should probably focus on is team sections. Um, on Monday, March 8th, will be the pigtails, which will be like the eight versus nine seeds to get into the actual tournament. Um, and then that Wednesday will be the actual section tournament. It's a little different this year with, with how they're doing things, um, just based on COVID protocols and such. Basically, the number one and number two seeded teams will be hosting um, the tournament. And so the top half will go to the number one seed school, and then the bottom half will go to the number two seed school. So as of right now, if we ended everything right now, which obviously won't happen, but it looks pretty good right at this moment because there's only like two more nights where they're going to have wrestling for the regular season. This weekend, we'll for sure know where things are going to be placed. But Sock Rapids would be playing Moorhead in the 8-9 seed game or match on Monday. So they would have to travel to Moorhead to go compete against that. And then if Sock Rapids won, Sock Rapids, Tech, and Buffalo would be going to Wilmer um, for their section tournament um, bracket. And then Sartell would be with Brainerd and Little Falls, and they would be heading up to Bemidji. So not ideal, <laughs> but that's where they would be heading. Um, and that's for Section 8 AAA. For Section um, 6 AA, um, Ricori would be heading to Dassel, Cocado, Litchfield, um, along with Annandale and then the winner of Zimmerman and Rockford. And then Becker would be hosting, um, the winner of Spectrum and Monticello and then Big Lake and Albany. So 
little different because basically what's going to happen is, is after they're done, they'll have two matches on that Wednesday um, or Thursday. I know section eight double or triple A is on Wednesday for sure. The six double A is kind of dependent on whether they can host that Thursday night or not, but if they can, they will do it Thursday night. Otherwise they'll do it Wednesday. Um, But once they're done, they'll have two matches that night. And then the top teams there, they will be playing in like a super sections. And I put that in quotes because that's very new to us because it's not something that usually happens. Um, so I'm not entirely sure what that means, but basically from what I've heard is that, um, the team super sections, it will be at Ricori on Saturday. Um, I'm not sure where section eight triple A is going to be, but it's going to be like the, the top two teams are going to wrestle, um, on that Saturday. And the winner of that will go to state, I believe. So um, different with how they do things, because I don't just with all this COVID stuff, it's been a very different change for especially wrestling. Um, so, yeah. So that's kind of the look as we get ready for this week, because I know we're probably not going to podcast until Wednesday. So we might not, or maybe later, I don't know, depending on our schedule, but if it is Wednesday night, um, this is definitely something that you should probably know um, heading into next week. Absolutely. And then, yeah, just a couple things to plug before we wrap up is that um, SCSU women's basketball, I'm working on a story about them right now. They got to the conference title game, came up short uh, to UMD. Um, they played at Sioux Falls for that one in the Pentagon. So they came back for their first two wins. They beat uh, Mankato and Augustana, uh, weren't able to make it three days in a row with wins. They, they won that conference title last year. So last year they knew they were automatically in the tournament. This year they kind of got to wait around all week to see if if they're going to be one of those at-large bids and the tournament's a little bit smaller because of COVID regulations this year. So um, they're hopeful that they did enough this weekend to, to make it. So I'll be writing about that. Um, St. John, St. Thomas are playing for possibly the last time ever in boys basketball, which is just a really long standing rivalry. Um, so I talked to a couple of them about, you know, what the rivalry means. They're going to play tomorrow night, Wednesday night. Um, no fans, which sucks. Cause you know, that, that game had, you know, all four sides of the gym completely packed, couldn't even move and was a really fun atmosphere. It's going to be weird for that to be the last of time they play, but that's where we are right now. So yeah. that's, that's the case. And then, uh, one other note is this last week. Um, I think the story might've went up Sunday night or on Monday, but, um, I got to see the St. Cloud Norseman, their junior hockey team. Um, they were able to get a four, three win over Bismarck when I was there. Um, you know, Blake Perbix is playing for them right now. Nate Warner is as well. He wasn't playing that night, but got to see them um, kind of wrote about Blake, what his year's been like um, having a pretty good point total year for them so far, kind of finding his way in his uh, first year of junior hockey, kind of stick, staying local in St. Cloud. Um, and also John Bell, who was at Cathedral before he played for Bismarck. He got just an insane fight in that game. Um, it's like helmets off brawl one-on-one. He got kicked out of that game early. I was like, well, maybe he wanted to get home to see his family early. I'm not sure, but that was, that was interesting. That's one of the biggest fights I've seen in a while too in hockey. So um, a lot <laughs> happened, a lot happened in that game. Norseman were down three, nothing in the first period came back one, four to three makes my job a little easier to write the story when that's the case. Um, Absolutely. So that was nice to see, but they're, they have, you know, 20, they've only played at home like four or five times this year because of, uh, you know, rinks being closed for a month and just kind of how their schedules 
played out. Um, been on the road, so they have like twenty something home games before May still. Jesus. Um, and they still they have limited attendance. There are tickets for sale. You know, it's not as much as they'd like, I'm sure, but there were still a decent amount of people um, in the rink. You know, I can't remember if it was one fifty or two fifty they can have in there, but um, it was still fun to see hockey. At, you know, pretty talented level. There was like twenty something D one guys between the two teams. So um, I definitely suggest people checking that out if they're looking for some good hockey. It was a pretty fun night. Absolutely. No, it's always. Always fun when you get to see the, the some some former players that you kind of get to know a little bit more, especially now that we've been in the scene for at least a year or two. Um, you're kind of getting more familiar with who these players are, so definitely fun to to fun, fun to watch. And wish I could have been over there, but had to go cover wrestling. But um, but yeah, no, it was a lot of fun to to see some of the updates from you and the beautiful beautiful picture. Um, oh boy, yeah, that one was fun. Yeah, that was, that was that was one where he sent Zach sent it to me and he's like, dude, look what I got. And I was like, yeah, that one, that one works. Yep, for sure. Especially when you're doing a feature on him, works really well. So even better, they didn't use it in the paper. They used a different photo of him. Didn't even use that one. I was just like, man, you know, sometimes you just can't win. But what are you gonna do? <laughs> like perfectly black in the background. It's like silhouetted on him staring off in the distance. But it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> can't win them all i learned that long ago but well great well i think that about wraps up this edition of the sc time sports report podcast thank you again we'll be back our normal time next wednesday um the following week we'll have to figure out i'll be on vacation during that stretch won't be back till thursday so either might have to skip a week brian might do a shorter version by himself or something if he's up for it with all those section tournaments going on um we'll figure that out but next week we'll be back our normal time on wednesday so Thanks again for everyone tuning in this time, and we'll see you again next week.